This is episode 148. They're spamming the chat with butts. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of The Tone Control is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> Everybody's here. We're going to, this is going to officially, this is going to be the beginning of the show. Yeah. I declare. So (laughs) (laughs) this is our first show that we're doing this uh, with a live audience through Discord, uh, because made possible by Discord and finally coming up with a good reason to use Patreon, something that we can actually offer people as a, as kind of a special thing. So uh, we started that. After the last episode recorded, and I put a little sting in there to explain it, and frankly, I've been overwhelmed by the support and stuff, and how quickly it's all come in. Um, so I, yeah, so thanks everybody, and thanks so much. And I, I, I'm feeling, on the one hand, I'm feeling a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure now. <laughs> on the other yeah, hand, don't blow it. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Don't now, now, like I, I, I've said many times over the years on this show, uh, you can have your money back, but obviously I can't say that anymore. Yeah, so that I, jokes aren't really got good no, anymore. That, so. that is not funny now. So um, I'm really hoping that I do not fall on my face, and we can actually pull off something worthy of the humongous amount of love and support that we've gotten in just these short two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so right, considering like a bunch of people pledged, and we didn't even have an episode like that talked about, about it properly. Um, yeah. So you can, if if this is your first episode of the Tone Controller, you've been waiting for us to do a Patreon or want to see what it's all about um, with this kind of setup. Um, is a little clunky to start because it's the first one, but we're off. It's off to the races, and we're doing well. So um, Patreon.com/slash the Tone Control to uh, to look into that. Um, let's just give it the rundown right now. So for a dollar a month, we will give you a proper shout out and a big thank you and like one of those like virtual hugs that are kind of lame, but you <laughs> secretly also kind of like. Um, and then for two bucks a month, you get access to this Discord channel where you can listen and chat along with us while we record uh, on this fine Wednesday night or whenever we happen to record the next one, which we're going to try to lean towards Thursdays. So, yeah, that's the deal. Two bucks a month and you can um, listen along live and chat with your fellow tone control components, including us. And, and, and oh, we also wanted to mention that the Discord is open and free to the public and free yeah. to any tone control fan. So if you are not come in, into come the, and discuss. Yeah. If you're not, not into paying us totally fine, the podcast will still remain the podcast and you'll still get it in your pod catchers and stuff like that. And just come hang out in discord and talk about cool guitars and video games and music you like to yeah. listen to. So there's been a ton of stuff going on there already as well. Um, almost so much that I can't keep up. So uh, really, really cool. I'm so excited. Yay! Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what did you want to start with first? You know what? Okay, so I, I've got something to say. So this is Derek asked me about this, uh, like 
right as we were recording the last episode, or right as it came out, I can't remember exactly which day, but um, Jimmy Eat World made a new album. Oh, yeah, okay. Their, their new okay. album went live. And Derek was like, hey, what do you think about this album? He could see that I was listening to it because he... F- has, has I didn't actually confession. I didn't see that. I oh. just knew you would have heard it, and <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, "We're both fans of this band." So yeah, like, wh- so he anyway, said, "Go ahead." What do you think of this? And I was like, "No, no, no, I can't talk about that right now. I have to, and and I have to save it for the show." So it's so been killing me. I've been teasing Derek for like basically fourteen straight days. So <laughs> uh, okay, so let me. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little bit of a thing here. Let me just preface this by saying I ha- I feel very strongly about what I'm going to say, but I also feel very strongly about the idea that like when a band has been around this long, especially if you've been a fan of that band, as I have, like I feel like that's mm-hmm. been one of my favorite bands for like the in- almost the entire time that I've been like listening to music in a serious way. Um, yeah. n- not that. You know, not that they're the only band, or that I've, I I haven't been to like a million shows or anything, but that's just not kind of not my style. But like as far as what I actually listen to, like I feel like I have been a severe fan of this band. I agree, and I am also in that category. <laughs> yeah. So, but when a band's been around for that long, and you've been such a fan, like I feel very strongly that that band does not owe you anything. This is sort of like when when people get mad that the Beatles broke up. It was like, and I, I forget which one of them said it, but like, you know, go listen to our old records. Mm-hmm. You know, they do not owe you anything. So when a band's been a band for this long and they're basically a legacy, like they have done enough. And so if they did nothing but crap that I hated, it's not like I, they, that's fine. Like I do not get to be mad about that and I shouldn't get, I shouldn't be yelling about it and, and stuff like that. Like, and I think okay, a lot yeah. of people get mixed up on that. A lot of people are like, you know, like Metallica changed and it's like, well, then you liked that, that those records by Metallica. You don't have to like be mad at Metallica for doing, you know, whatever they have lives, they're people and they can do whatever they want and they don't owe it to you. Um, but a lot of people seem to feel that way. So that's something that I feel strongly about. Like this band has a ton of albums and like, you don't have to like them all and they're not necessarily doing it for you, but they're they're doing stuff because they want to. Yes. Now, now that said, this album is pure straight fire the entire time. <laughs> it's amazing. It plays. Let me explain to you what's going on here. This this album plays as if it is a greatest hits album. Ex- except if if all these except that these songs are all new. Like th- there are songs <laughs> yeah. on this album that sound like all the way back. They sound like B-sides from before Static Prevails. And there's stuff on here that sounds like Clarity. And there's stuff on here that sounds like Bleed American. And there's stuff on here that sounds like Futures. There's stuff on here that sounds like Invented. There's stuff... Yep, I agree. Like, damaged. There's, there's, And then there's totally new shit. Like, this 555 is fucking mind-blowingly amazing and sounds nothing like anything they've ever done. I agree, yes. This oh, that's whole, all I keep saying is I oh agree. My God. I totally agree. It it is. It, I, I've been. It's been like constant. Aria loves it. We've been listening to it all the time. It's got. I, I feel like I, I want to study the the drum production on it, like the drum sound for for the sake of mixing. I, uh, there there's stuff on here that 
Oh my god, I don't even know what I'm, I'm getting stuck. I'm getting stuck in a loop there. Right. No, so it's a certified banger. Is what, yes. is what I think we're saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's um, it's called surviving. Um, and there's I haven't read any of the interviews about it yet, but there's like this whole, like like Jim Adkins has been talking about how he approached the record a lot. Uh, a lot differently than in the past. And mm-hmm. I guess he really zoomed out. I just read a little blurb today. He, um, like previously was admittedly very controlling about the record parameters and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and this time decided to give that up and just be himself and wanted to like let it go and just be, let the record be the record. And here we are, right? So I don't think yeah. Integrity Blues was a bad album. I, I think. I, Jimmy World is one of those bands that I don't think they have a bad record, but I think they have weaker records than others. Yeah. And overall, like I still listen to all of them, um, but I definitely favor some. I've listened to Surviving hmm, like four or five times, probably since it came out. Yeah. And I, I should listen to it again tomorrow because it is it's really interesting. And then by there are parts of it where I I the first time I listened to it, and still I'm like. See, that's an interesting choice. Right, right. <laughs> like I say that all the time. And it's it's really weird. And I don't know if that means I like it or not. <laughs> but there's like, like the first track is pretty much just all one chord. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's still, it's still good move. somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So it ended and I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> like that was a thing. Like how do, I don't know how to feel about it. And it was really... It's tough because a band that you cherish, like this is the thing you were saying earlier, Earlier, they don't owe you anything. But when a band that you truly love suddenly becomes a band you don't love anymore, that's hard. And yeah. I, I get it, uh, but I definitely agree with you that they don't owe you anything. Um, I know some people who are very uh, opinionated about, yeah. well, they sold out or this band was better before that record and that member changed and now they're terrible. Ugh. Right. Like, right. well, Okay, so look at it a few different ways. It's just not for you anymore. Your tastes change all the time. And like whether you know it or not, yeah. your music listening habits change <laughs> all the time. Um, also, they're just a different band now, right? So just get over it. They're a different band with the same name. Let's take they, the they word... They the old songs live or something like that. Yeah, but, let's think about the definition of a record um, in, yeah. in, a, in a very specific sense. Like it's, a, it's, a, it's not just a thing that you put on a turntable, right? So let's, you know, go a few definitions down. Like this is a, a time and place, you know, that this, this, yeah. this is a recording of an event that happened. Like a photo album. Yeah. And, and things are going to be never going to be exactly the same as that again, but that's, that exists. That still exists. But, yeah. and, and there are Jimmy, there's a lot of albums from them that I like, like, uh, Integrity Blues. I totally forgot about that. Like you said that, and I was like, I I forgot about that one. Uh, Damage is the other one that I don't really listen to very much, uh, and and I don't even know any songs off of it. But I but I know that one. I know enough to know sort of like um, what the kind of it's almost like the texture. It's like each of these albums has a different texture, yeah. and that's what I'm hearing when I listen to Surviving. Is like there's a song that has the texture from Futures. And I, sometimes I think what mm-hmm. I'm hearing is a particular guitar effect that they're using that was used a lot on that record or something. But it's like different song to song and there's some stuff that is going to knock the socks off of people that really liked Bleed American but didn't like any other Jimmy albums, which is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And lot of people. Um, there's stuff that's going to reference a bunch of other things. You know, I really liked um, Invented was the name of the record, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I I really, really like that one from their their more recent ones. And there's some songs on here that remind me of that mood as well. And don't forget Chase This Light. <laughs> oh yeah. That's another one that I didn't necessarily care for at the time. But yeah, oh, like you really? can hear, That's interesting. I li- but you I really can hear like that one. The, the the very like that that one has a lot of like wall of sound, like lots of layered vocals kind of stuff. And that comes up a bunch on this album too. And mm-hmm. And then uh, there's a sax solo in it too. There's yeah, a sax solo, I'm, mic drop. I'm really torn. So the sax solo <laughs> is the the epic asterisk on this whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, every time I hear it, I'm like, see, I just wish it was a guitar solo and I want <laughs> someone to explain to me why it's not a guitar solo. Um, but yeah. it's, it's still really good. The rest of the song kicks and I'm totally willing to like get past it it's really not a problem it's just every time i hear yeah. it i have that face where i'm like that's an interesting choice <laughs> i think i think yeah it, it's an interesting choice and it really does put a little bit of a different mood on that particular song too and it does and like what what is it about saxophone solos where i'm going what's that about like it's me that's the problem right <laughs> saxophone is a perfectly fine instrument there's nothing wrong with saxophones yeah it's just that they're like they're kind of not cliche it's, it's just like a little it's a little meme you know like it's memeish is what i mean not meme yeah yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like it's kind of a joke uh but for no reason yeah. Well, so so Brian's pointing out that um, bands with big catalogs would just uh, kemper all their old sounds. Uh, Jimmy Eat World is actually doing, they, they play... Um, Fractal. They play, they play fractals. So yeah, everything, all their songs are scenes with the exact tone from that song in it because they do use a lot of tone. He talked about how they used to play just like an AC-30, but like he would get into some of the smaller clubs and it wouldn't sound right because he'd be blowing everybody out. And So anyway, they switched to fractal and then they have like one page at the end that's just basic sounds for when they like do encores and just mess around and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they exactly do that. <laughs> it's tough too because like, I I have a hard time in, in a in a different way. Futures to me, we're going on too long about this, but futures <laughs> to me is like it is the perfect record, and yeah. especially from Jimmy World. And I if think I have to pick have, one, that's the one. It's always the one. Yeah, it's always been the one, and it's just it is a perfect for me. It is a perfect album. Yeah, and. They even Jimmy Eat World can't touch it. You know what I mean? Like they, they I know they can't put out Futures Two, and <laughs> they just they don't. It's not that they don't have it in them. I just think they're not going to. Like from John Mayer, we want Continuum Two. Yeah, and it won't happen. Right. I, I know we could do it, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's correct. Um, Okay, well that that's yeah, that's my thing. I I agree like if you had to ma- if you made me pick one, it would be Futures, but um I do like a lot of others for various reasons and I think um Same. most people like if you were just going to like hit the pop music world, most people dug Bleed American the most and Futures was mm-hmm. just a little bit too spacey. Um, a little bit, yeah. And 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 not enough just it, there's there's some there's a simplicity to what was going on but to the mood on, on Bleed American. And I think there's a few tracks in this new one that are going to really hit that note for people. So I think like if you've liked a Jimmy Eat World album in the past, there's something for you on this new one. And for me, mm-hmm. there's <laughs> every song's a hit. <laughs> and they don't Rubber go, stamp it. Yeah, they don't go on for 13 minutes in the last track of this one. Uh, it's only like eight or something. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I will listen to that tomorrow. So um, let's continue this conversation in our music talk channel on Discord later yeah. this week. Okay, will do. Will do. <sighs> Next time, I, oh, you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna actually play the show start thing because otherwise I'm gonna forget, and you know how <laughs> that goes. So you're all gonna get to. Okay. So what's here, here's here's what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. Yes, I want to give a very quick shout out to the Tone Jerks, congratulating them on their 100th episode. Awesome. Good for those guys. 100. 100 at some point because they they publish weekly so they're yeah. going to Oh, they're going to overtake us. us in no time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what are we on now? By the way, what is this, this? is this is episode 148. 148. Almost by is it bi-weekly or semi-weekly? I always forget which one I'm supposed uh, to say. Those are literally the same thing apparently. It's very what? much like flammable and inflammable. What? No, flammable and inflammable couldn't possibly be uh, Justin, the same thing. I need you to perform an experiment for me. Can you Google inflammable? Oh, come on. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> Read it for the class. This is <laughs> easily set on fire. How could inflammable mean that? Search for a word flammable. <laughs> easily set on fire yet for some reason they use a different example <laughs> it's it's not that similar <sighs> anyway I, I don't even I, know what we were talking about to get us here oh yes we publish uh, bi-weekly that's what I say like every other week okay um see I hesitate I say every other week because I think I'm gonna say the wrong thing each time and apparently you know fuck it <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, Tone Jerks episode yes. 100 is out now. Uh, go give them a listen. Tell them you heard about it on the Tone Control. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Probably you already listened because it came out last week or earlier uh, this week or something. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, also, they have a Patreon and they have had one for a while. And talking with uh, Brian about it, it's. It was definitely a push for me to to kind of go for it on this, and mm-hmm. a pretty decent number of our two dollar patrons come to us via the tone jerks. Yeah, so we definitely have them to thank. And yeah, there's obviously some audience overlap, but I think a lot of it is is really like it's it's the they they grew a community that has spread out and included us. Um, I think largely. Yeah. Um, Right, and the Discord thing, the community aspect of it is exactly what I wanted, and I didn't even really know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's going well. So, okay, anyway. Um, let's, there's a few other things. Let's keep going. Yeah. Um, a few, a quick follow-up question from Instagram, uh, a friend of the show, Steve, who's in the chat. Uh, asked if I ever solved the iPhone headphone jack problem. And the answer is no, I didn't. I realized I just <laughs> never really gave an answer to that. No, um, I never figured that out. Uh, I don't have, or have, you just record I still have my device. Now. Yeah. I record, it forced me to record differently. Um, so I now record into Logic. So what I was doing at the time was 
using the Apogee Jam recording direct into my phone and mm-hmm. using like the built-in positive grid apps and stuff like that. This is all pre-Helix era. Um, and then I would basically just send the files to Dropbox and Justin would mix them down for the for the show. Yeah. So um, what did I do then? So I moved the Apogee Jam also worked as a single channel interface into my iMac. Sorry, I'm burping. Oh, it <laughs> happens live. <laughs> uh, I was I was doing that for a little while, um, which worked for a good long time. And then it just sort of became clear it was not like not really a long-term option. Uh, and then kind of at the same time, I was looking at the HX stomp. So now I'm going 100% HX stomp into Logic. And that that has been amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I'll I'll vouch for that too. Like um, that the track that you sent, I was like, you sent um, a dry a dry di along beside yep. it, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll and I'll. I was like, this sounds good, and I put it onto the. I turned on the dry di for a second anyway, and I was like, I messed around for about twenty five seconds or so, and then I was like, well, this is a waste of time. Like his his existing thing sounds great. I don't need to <laughs> mess around with this at all. At all, right? Um, so that's the deal now. It's I've got it right next to me on my desk. Actually, it's just USBs in, and then I, I can record a, a dry DI and an affected uh, signal, so I can like monitor it and, mm-hmm. and model the tone and send that to Justin. Or if he wants to reamp it or run it through some other setup, uh, that's an option too. Yeah, yeah. And it's been great. So uh, yes. So that's all going on in Logic, but it doesn't. It would be any software, right? It'd be the um, same thing, right? I was using GarageBand on my phone previously, um, which worked really well for a really long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did get a lot of miles out of that setup, to be fair. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> is Steve in the chat? Yes. Okay. See, I don't know what everybody's username is. So. <laughs> Oh, I gotta pull up that email. <laughs> so uh, Steve had been asking some questions, and and we we've got like a couple of episodes worth of content out of it already, frankly. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> anyway, he continued to to email, and and I while well, Derek's pulling this up, um, yeah, yeah, he he'd come up with, uh, I I'm forgetting how he phrased it. So he said. Well, actually, I have the the actual thing he sent us, but he said like, "Oh, I had this like funny idea for a right, right. quintessential tone control episode," and I was like, "Dude, send that over." <laughs> I like, read it super quickly <laughs> one one morning when I was like, uh, "What?" Huh? Oh, sorry. I was like, chat things are popping up, and I'm finding myself distracted by it. Oh, Steve's on a ladder fixing an air conditioner. Good job, yes, Steve. Good job, Steve. Uh, <laughs> anyway, don't fall um, down. I, I'm now. I feel even more pressure. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> I read it super quickly uh, while I was like getting ready for something in the morning, and I I guess I thought what he was getting at was pulling up, like going through episodes and like pulling a bunch of his favorite quotes or something. And oh. I was like, I was like, holy shit, uh, dude, that sounds like a wild amount of work <laughs> but then <laughs> it does <laughs> but he but he shared it and that's not what he meant he actually so this is is this safe to call fan fiction i'm calling it fan yeah. fiction so again like this is this is the second thing i was just coming off of this like week of of having 
all kinds of support like pour in through Patreon that I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen when we launched a Patreon. And I'm feeling very like, oh my God, like the people are, are actually there and they care. And then like he makes essentially fan fiction about us. <laughs> and if I was on a ladder, I would have fallen off. Yeah, it's truly funny. So I'm just going to read this real quick. It's not very long. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, episode number, whatever. Uh, because, well, drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by preparing to serve our robot overlords. Uh, so and it's kind of written like a, like, um, like a screenplay, right? So yeah, Okay. <laughs> Justin t- talks about riding in the car with his daughter, listening to music. Uh, one song has a highly modulated vocal, which Aria says sounds like he's singing into a fan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, the guys imagine a $3,000 steampunk pedal with a tiny fan, speaker, and microphone. <laughs> uh, I end up talking about a recent Delaney gig at which the location manager was drunk uh, and surly. And where the stage floor was so sticky that it pulled <laughs> pulled off one of the drummer's shoes. Uh, he ignored it and played the first set wearing one shoe because, well, drummer. <laughs> uh, robot thanks Pedal Genie in French because Justin was trying to fulfill a listener request that was actually a joke. <laughs> okay, here's the news items from that episode. Okay. TC Electronic announces a new rotating speaker effect called the Merry-Go-Sound, which, like, real talk, that's a great name. <laughs> Consensus might be good, has a blend knob and all the jacks on top, uh, but... <laughs> the but only the name thing is those in, tone controls ever need. Right. The name, in Justin's words, is kind of stupid. <laughs> Do I say that a lot? I, I must. <laughs> uh, news item two. Gibson announces a new yet-to-be-named guitar intended to counterbalance their their focus on precise reproductions. It features a flat top, gunmetal hardware, and fly-by-wire whammy bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Fly-by-wire whammy bar that engages the robot tuners instead of directly changing the <laughs> string tension. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's what sucks too is I just totally picture it. Oh yeah, totally, totally picture like, it. If they did it, we wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, the whammy bar can also be used as a wah control. It only comes in solid black, which Gibson calls seared indigo. Comments include, "Who is this for? What are you doing, Gibson?" <laughs> <laughs> and also, "I don't know, man." <sighs> <laughs> Derek sighs. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's speculation that Gibson is positioning themselves to sell guitars to our robot overlords <laughs> in the post-singularity economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, pedal demos. Uh, let's see. Robot reads Pedal Genie demo in English with a French accent, demonstrating the flexibility of iOS. <laughs> uh, Justin does a pedal demo of a Montreal Assembly pedal called the Time Smasher which apparently records input audio in time slices and then replays the slice repeatedly, but very fast. (laughs) (laughs) So a a thousand milliseconds slice might be played 10 times or a hundred milliseconds at 10 times the speed. It never becomes clear why one would want to do that. (laughs) 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 It costs $450 and you have to submit an application to the manufacturer before they decide whether or not to build you one. (laughs) (laughs) I have a new reverb pedal called the Woe Dude from Cattle and Bread. It's super cool, has a bitch and shimmer mode. 
uh, but it makes me pine even more for a Strymon Flint. My demo <laughs> goes on to be one of the most used bumps and will give shivers to anyone who hears it while high. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, in the wrap-up, I explain that um, I just read the book uh, Seven Neves? I don't know what that is. Seven Neves? And now believes more than ever that blowing up the moon is a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it is haunted. Awesome. Uh, Robot thanks all the components for listening and tells them to fuck off. That's it. Boom. Nailed it. Good job. Great episode. (laughs) Way to go. I love it. The fly-by-wire whammy bar is the funniest shit to me. (laughs) It would, you know, what's great is like they wish they had that for April 1st next year. And mm-hmm. they and it was here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Could you imagine if we predicted that, <laughs> or Steve predicted that? And, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So quickly, Derek put on the news the new stuff from uh, Universal Audio. <laughs> so they they. Uh, Fake released and then really released a couple of new interfaces. Um, I, as far as I could tell, it was uh, Vintage King like accidentally put their video live before it was supposed to go. Uh, yep. Oops. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> everything's out in the open now. Basically, they've filled out the X line. Um, this isn't massively guitar related, except that um, you can do pretty good guitar recording with these. But this, these would be good interfaces for. Um, somebody who wants to do more than just guitar. If you were just into guitar, really, my all my recommendations are going at, at uh, HX Stomp right now, or or a bigger <laughs> Helix if you wanted a bigger one. Um, yeah. But and uh, if you wanted a, a to do more than just record plugged in guitar, you know, um, I wholeheartedly endorse uh, Universal Audio, and that's what I use. So anyway, the the series after the one I have, I have the first Blackface one, but then they started making these X ones. And there's a, a bunch of rack units, different sizes, different numbers of channels. Those all have the new um, Hexacore FPGA chips. So the the, the powered plugins, um, each chip is worth about one and a half of what the old chips were. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I don't think these new twins have those. I think they have the regular chips. Um, but they're basically the new thing is um, a twin X and a what are they calling the other one? X twin twin X and then the bigger one, the twin X four. So the twin mm-hmm. was their desktop interface. The super smallest one is is called Arrow, and that's a bus powered thing. These are new. So all of the X line are Thunderbolt three native. And um, these are just like a new twin that essentially just has Thunderbolt 3 and the new A to D converters, um, which matters very little, but obviously they're not going to put their old Mm -hmm. stuff in it. And then the new one is like wider, has four mic preamps instead of two. And I think they put another pair of lineouts. Yeah, so it's got four lineouts and everything else is the same. Comes Comes in duo or quad, I think. Yep. And I think you can still get a Twin X as a solo. No, sorry, the the, the new one only the, the lowest you can get is a duo these days, two chips. You have to go back to the Twin Mark II to get a solo. 
Cool. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't. I saw the leak and I was like, ooh, sometimes we <laughs> talk about these. So I'm just going to put it in and I'll have Justin talk yeah, about it. Yeah, that's what they are in case anybody's <laughs> using it because I have talked about them in the past. But that's that's the deal. Yeah. Um, just kind of filling out their now very sort of complicated uh, lineup. But there's a lot of stuff there that you you can probably find something that, that fits your needs mm-hmm. as far as number of channels cool, go. Cool, cool. So what's Excellent. going on at Maxon? Maxon has released the 40th anniversary OD-808. So the OD-808 was originally released in 1979, and then the circuit was later licensed by Ibanez to make the Tube Screamer. So oh. if you've seen kind of a resurgence in Maxon pedals in the last uh, five, six, seven years, that's probably why uh, you know like that information is yeah. because of internet, obviously, like really available and that kind of thing. So um, the 808 circuit went to Ibanez, made the Tube Screamer. Tube Screamer became ultra famous and people traced back to the original and here we are. The, so o, the, the OG of the OG. It's the OOGG. The OOGGOD808. That's going to be high in the running. The OOGGOD808. OOGGOD808. Okay. It looks like I'm writing in binary or something. Okay. Uh, the anniversary edition, however, is modded by Robert Keeley. <gasps> that means it has a blue oh, LED, right? Oh, is that what that means? <laughs> oh, it does. It does have a blue LED. <laughs> that was supposed uh, to be a joke. Well, I don't know what it originally had. Is a blue LED a Keeley thing? I don't know much about it. I kind of thought it may, might be, but I was sort of joking. Nah, I don't know. The mod is uh, Keeley's famed max gain knob, not max can. Update those notes. Max gain for increased gain <laughs> output and low end response. So there's only 400 of these worldwide. Uh, and the first 40, the first 40 are signed by Robert Keeley. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that your Owen Wilson? Huh? <laughs> Was that your Owen Wilson? Oh wow. Wow. My dog makes that sound sometimes. <laughs> I just feel like, wow. <laughs> we just like always call him Owen Wilson. Oh my God. It's Charlie's Owen Wilson impression. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it for Maxon. That's really. That's, well, that's the jacks are fun. on the side, so fuck them. <laughs> you hear that, Maxon? Yeah. Each. Where's the, uh, where's the power thing on this? I, don't I see can't it. see it. I can only see from the top. Maybe it's probably oh, means battery only. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they were in nineteen. Would you say seventy nine? Yeah. So the street price is one ninety nine, and uh, the signed version is four hundred bucks. Yeah. Proceeds go to charity. He said. Hopefully. I already closed the tab. Don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think so. I do not um, think so. So yeah. anyway, let's anyway. talk about other pedals. Pedal genie time. Pedal genie time. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Ooh, you guys are. Can... There we go. So now you yeah, all live in the thing now. get to hear how how this goes down. Is the music doesn't happen until post. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah. S- spoiler. Spo- Neither do any of the bumps. <laughs> Neither does the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our show is annoying. All right. Anyway, I'm going to play this thing. We can type in the chat. Cool. <laughs> Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wish list with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Oh, we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So okay. I, I feel like, um, I feel like. She's ha- moving pretty quick tonight. Well, she is. is and, and it started me thinking, though, I think we're going quick, too. Like, I feel like having an audience is making us, like, hop to a little bit. Uh, do you think that? Or did we just have, like, dull news? <laughs> uh, well, so we only had. Right, the news news was kind of dull, and then the rest of it I feel like is um, background tone control administrative detail that we wanted to get out, which I feel like people don't always care about. So I kind of wanted to do it quickly. Right, right. But we are only at forty minutes, which is kind of oh. right on for, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so I'm I'm moving some things around on my desk here, and I'm gonna plug in. Um, <clears throat> Oh, yeah. So one of the things we did a little bit of a a survey asking, or no, do we ask about the live demos or did people just tell us about live demos? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, people liked both the recording, like the the proper fully produced demo and the live demo. So fuck <laughs> it, we're just going to do both sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, this uh, This episode... And technically last episode, but I hadn't played it yet. Um, I have from Walrus Audio the Lillian multi-stage analog phaser. It has a pilot on the cover. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what do you, what do you want me to say? This is a phaser pedal. Come on. Yeah, so <laughs> this is one of Walrus Audio's more recent pedals, I think, if you're looking at their whole lineup of pedals from all the years they've been around. <laughs> yes. It, Not it's kind of newish. Not all phasers are equal, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it has quickly become one of their most well-known pedals and I think best pedals. Yeah, yeah. Um so uh let's let's do the let's do the thing. So uh basically we have rate width feedback and then this dpv knob and then there's a switch for between 4 and 6 stages um <laughs> so <laughs> 
Are you reading the chat? Is are you getting stuck? Yeah, as you're reading here's, the chat? here's the. I'm getting just stuck because I'm reading the chat. But <laughs> so Please continue. So so I I um I was I was in the middle of going over this pedal, wasn't I? So okay, so this is multi stage phaser. Everybody basically knows what that is, right? So basically, like we're making a copy of the signal. And we're kind of like delaying it and then modulating that delay to kind of come in and out. And it makes this sound, right? Right. I'm trying to I'm trying to do the thing where I don't just talk to people who always know everything that I'm saying already. <laughs> right. Um right. so it's 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 basically a phase shift is like if you have a waveform and a copy of the waveform, but they're not perfectly in line, it it deletes some frequencies and boosts others, sort of like where the waves line up, those frequencies will get louder and it, it causes a weird swooshy sound. And when you modulate that, it the swooshy sound moves around and sort of uh and that's where the you know oscillation uh comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stages. So this has four or six stages. Um, that, that means how many copies of the signal, right? Um, I think so. I think that's what it does in a phaser. Yeah. I mean, so the number of stages, it does have a pretty, pretty noticeable impact on how the pedal sounds. So I used to have a phaser that had, uh, four, six, no, four, eight, 10 and 12 stages. Wow, wow. So I um, I found with the Lillian um that I I uh it was an extremely subtle effect when it was on 4, but I could make it yeah. very noticeable when it was on 6. Like I really had to crank the knobs if it was on 4. Yeah, 4 stage um is the phase 94 stage? I think it might be. Yeah. Cuz there also MXR does make a two stage phaser. Oh wow. Um but I think it's I think they're typically like four and eight. So six is kind of one of those ones out there that's not as common as mm, I think. Mm. Is the chat about to correct me? Oh god, I hope so. This is a thing <laughs> that can happen now. Um two people are typing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Several people are typing. Oh god. Uh the phase ninety does not have um the phase ninety does not have a stage toggle. The if you're thinking of the Eddie Van Halen one, it's it's got a a script mod on it, so you can switch it between block letter and script letter. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, your phaser, Brian. <laughs> Brian, we're very sorry. Your phaser is stage two. Oh, Brian made a cancer oh. do- joke in the chat. <laughs> um. Anyways. Oh, here we go. Product manual. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the manual for the Lillian. Okay. Uh, let's see. So anyway, the 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 thing that that is sort of different about this pedal is this DPV knob. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a blend that's going between dry, the phase shifted, and then vibrato. So mm-hmm. um, you know when it still sounds like a phaser to me in vibrato, but it's like kind of different ish somehow. I yeah. So they were just featured on um, that pedal show. And I should probably link to this because they do have, they're talking about the Julia Chorus, which also has the DPV knob. Uh-huh. Uh, and they explain what it does. And I can't tell you <laughs> what it does now because I All forget. Right. But well, it's, I'm going to turn on this amp. Um, I do not know if this guitar is in tune. I'm sorry. Whatever. I'll just be, be able to make some sound with it, right? There you go. Those are notes. Okay, so DPV knob all the way down. 
is that's the the dry essentially so we're going to phase it up we're on six stages right now by the way so this is at 12 noon so this should be full phaser right yeah and that's vibrato oh interesting yeah I guess it the, the phasing aspect of it does kind of go away That is really. Um, so this is back to really phaser. vibratoy, but it's got this phasey quality to it. So I see why this is desirable. Yeah. So let's crank really, up the the width and the feedback a little bit here. Whoa. Wow. Wow. So okay. So I'm gonna try that sound on the vibrato with those knobs up. Let's see. Interesting. It's almost like it's vibratoing the high, higher frequencies and the. Or no, it does have some kind of odd throbbing thing. It doesn't sound just like a regular vibrato. It's there's no, something. It's still doing some phasery things. Something in the funny in the about it. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's that's the size of it. So it's purely analog. Um, it doesn't have any kind of presets or any of that kind of nonsense. <clears throat> setting this guitar down. Yeah, so in that interview, they explain how the DPV circuit works. So if you are interested in that kind of detail, um, go look at the That Pedal Show. God, it must have been a couple of weeks ago or more, a couple, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just had the the guys who started Walrus Audio um, yeah. in for an interview, and they're they're jamming and uh, talking about pedals and stuff. And they they mentioned that on, it was in regards to the Julia chorus, but yeah, the tech is the but same, the tech so. right right. It's it's interesting. Like it's one of those things. Like I don't totally know what it's doing, but it's creating some sounds. You know, it's not just a a phaser, and it's not just a vibrato pedal. I like that it's kind of a it's a twist on a phaser that still does regular phaser things. If you yeah. want, yeah, um, but it will also create sounds that are. Different and weird, but also still musically pleasing. Yeah. Um, did you know this? It has a smart bypass switch, so you can, if you push and hold it, it's momentary. I do now. I just tried it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for my silence. I just reached over and pushed it. Uh, no, that's it was cool. like kind of quiet, and then I just hear shook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Funny stuff. Um, That's cool, though. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at this. Got questions? Shoot us an email. Uh, need a repair? All our pedals come with limited warranty. Email repairs. Uh, should you need uh, life advice? Refer to BuzzFeed's top 10 list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. so the interesting thing that's going on with this pedal, so that was a, a quick little thing that I'm doing right now, but I actually did record a demo of sorts uh, in the sense that one of the other things that was going on um, lately was I've been talking to some guys on another podcast that is not guitar related. It's actually about the game that I play right now, Elite Dangerous, the space sim that I play. And uh, th- I just chatting with those guys and, and meeting them, uh, they kind of came back to me after a, a few emails and was like, hey, you know, they, they are just getting started. They were they had like six episodes or something at the time. And, and they said that, you know, we were thinking about changing our podcast music. We need to get some like legit stuff instead of the random stuff that's just there on Anchor. And uh, so they said, hey, do you like, you're the only person I know who's in this industry at all. Um, what would, you know, could you make us something? Like, I mean, he just, he basically just said, can you make us something? And I was like, well, you know what? That ought to, that, that could be fun. Um, 
So, uh, and I had this pedal and I was thinking, well, phaser, that sounds like space. Uh, yeah, <laughs> And definitely. things kind of took off from there. So, uh, <laughs> uh, that's great. So what, en- what ends up happening is I get some kind of ideas from him. Um, he wanted it to be, you know, kind of rock, maybe industrial-ish. And I thought it would be good to have some kind of electronic elements to it. And so... I when I usually think about stuff like this, I just start with some layers and try to build something up. And so I did, and I used the phaser for the first few layers, uh, and then quickly those layers get very quickly buried by the rest of the sounds (laughs) that are going on here. But I promise it is in there. I'm actually going to try to drop the file in here. Your files, your files are too powerful. Only eight megabytes. Um, okay, okay, so what? That's because it's a wave. I, I shouldn't. Have oh, tried you know that. what we can do though is I can drop the Dropbox link in there. No, I'll I'll just drop it in. Um, I'll just make it an MP3 first, um, which I can do super quickly. So anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this into the chat right now so you guys can hear it. But this is gonna be the theme song. The podcast is called Loose Screws. Uh, We're going to play it. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, so you guys... We'll play it here. uh, Can I just push play? Oh, I see. You mean I'm going to edit it into the show later? Put it it in the show. (laughs) Yeah, of course I'm going to put it in the show, yeah. See, I'm so distracted by having a live audience. Yes, I will put it in the show. Obviously, I'm sending it to the live audience right now so that they can listen to it. Some things that you should know about this, uh, Loose Screws is a podcast about Elite Dangerous. They're actually going to have me on the episode that they record next week, next Thursday. Uh, And they're going to debut the new theme song at that time, and I'll be there chatting with them. Um, So you can find that, you know, just search for Loose Screws on all of your pod catchers. Um, Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, like the the harmonic stuff and one of the layers that comes in actually at the end and, and sustains out to the end, both of those have the phaser pedal on it. <laughs> but it's easy to get distracted with all the high gain stuff. And then I sent my sketch of it over to Derek and he laid down some lead guitar for it, 
which uh, sounded great. And I basically just used as is <laughs> and then did a little right. more editing and refined the drums a bit more after that. And then I added some sound effects because um, I thought that would be cool for a podcast about a game. So there's sound effects of like the hyperspace jump from the game and landing on a landing pad and stuff. So, uh, right. So, uh, yeah. so yes, the lead guitar part on that is entirely HX Stomp. Yeah, and it sounds and, awesome, and I didn't need to touch a thing. I, I had to EQ the hell out of my guitars to get them to sound right, but Derek sounded great right off the thing. So <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's that's both the live and pre-recorded demos of the Lillian from Walrus Audio. If you're into space video games, maybe check out the Loose Screws podcast and uh, come join us for some uh, space nerdery. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, I just remembered. I did gig with the HX Stomp, and I forgot to talk about it at the beginning of the show like oh, I intended yeah. to. That's cool. Um, I don't know why I didn't add that to the notes. But yeah, so we played that show. Oh, I, we're done. I don't have a pedal yeah, yeah. from There's Pedal no, Genie this week. Thanks, so. Pedal Genie. It's just me today. Good job. Yep. Nice job. Um, I Right, so I talked about this last time. I was running the HX Stomp as the full amp rig and all that stuff, so it was modeling the amp, the cab, the mics, uh, a couple of pedals, and and really that's it. So for more details on what the rig actually was, go back to episode 147. But So the day came, and I brought it to the show and went direct to front of house for the first time ever. Yeah. And it was bananas i mean first of all the way? show was insane yeah in a good way a great way awesome um the show was sold out it was super super packed it's one of those like emo night cover shows we played yeah. a full fallout boy set which was really the perfect setting to try this out so uh like i said last time not a lot of effects and stuff with a band like that so it was easy to to just throw together a good chunky tone mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. uh i they didn't have any quarter-inch lines to the board, so I did end up going with the DI box. I yeah. just went okay. right out of it into the DI, uh, into an XLR, right up to the board. And then my my biggest concern with the whole thing was that uh, even in shitty sound situations, I can usually turn around, turn my amp up, or like face the amp a little bit, and at least the amp is there being loud, yeah. and I can use it to monitor. With an HX stomp or any other kind of situation, I'm putting all of that in the sound guy's hands mm-hmm. and saying, give me a good monitor mix. Uh, and maybe they know what they're doing, maybe they don't. And you know, sometimes the venues around here anyway are hit or miss with sound guys, and it's not always the same sound guy and that kind of thing. So um, this time, it was a guy we knew, which was great, uh, and he was totally ready to go and knew what he was doing, which was wonderful. So <laughs> uh, it, worked, it worked gangbusters. It was great. Um, it sounded awesome out front. It sounded exactly the same in my monitor. <laughs> yeah, and it was huge, and it was, you know, I just needed to adjust the level at some point. Like we played one song, I was like, actually, I just need a little bit more, and then we're good. It sounded awesome, and it was so easy. I had nothing to do with myself. I would just set it up and was like, well, I'm done. I'll just wait for the rest of the band to set up. I guess. <laughs> oh, I'll hand you this case. Oh, sure, I can move that over here. Like. And then wrapping up, just unplugged it all, threw it in a bag. I'm out of there. Yeah, like it was. It was so fast. It was so great. Um, so, and then with that, I was, I totally understood why people put these on their pedal boards, because it can be the amp on the board also. I could run my whole rig, uh, run my pedal board into this thing and let it be the amplifier. 
Right, right. It makes perfect sense. And then have it also do some effects and stuff like that. It's really, I, whenever I use this thing, I can only think, I'm really only using half of what it's truly capable of. It's just, it's but, so powerful. But you were using all of it that night. Yeah, yeah. As far as like complicated rigs, though, and oh, like yeah. the signal routing options and stuff, I'm still pretty vanilla about it. Uh, well, you know, man, complicated really isn't always better. You don't have to feel bad no, about it. No, I know, that. I know. Um, sorry, not complicated. What it's capable of doing, I'm not really touching yeah. in a lot of cases. But um, yeah, it was great. It sounded awesome. And the the ease of use, especially for a show like this, which was pretty much single tone, was really, really good. Uh-huh. Really, really good. So, yeah. HX stop for the win. Uh, yeah, super duper. I, well, this sort of ties into our next news item a little bit. Does it? Yeah. What's, so we're talking about this, the Strymon Iridium. Okay. Talk, talk about Strymon, it at me. The Strymon Iridium is an amp and IR cab pedal in Strymon's typical stompbox size. Yeah. So it does amp and cab modeling in something the size of a flint. Right. Uh, it, and it looks like a regular Strymon pedal. So there's no screens, there's no erroneous buttons. There's it's just mm. a regular looking Strymon pedal. And it you can load it up with your IRs. It comes with a handful of IRs as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what this means is, uh, so let me back up. On board, there are three amps, a Fender Deluxe Reverb, a Vox AC30, and a Marshall Plexi Super Lead. Kind of the three big columns of guitar amp, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there are nine included cabinets, and you can load your own on. Uh, on the face of the pedal, like on the frontmost, kind of under the foot switches, is a uh, headphone output. So you put this thing on your pedal board at the very end of the chain, and you can use it as it is the amplifier. It becomes like I was using the HX stomp as the amp and cab and everything. Mm-hmm. It's doing that, but it, it feels like mentally this feels different to me. And I think this is really smart because it puts all of that into an even smaller package. It's about half the size of the HX stomp, which is already not that big. Yeah. Um, and it's just mentally easier to get a grip on this technology. I think when it resembles a, a traditional guitar pedal without screens and controllers yeah. so and, and what assignable I, foot switches and all that. Right. You know? uh, what I'm seeing here is like significantly more limited. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cause it, it looks yeah. like basically you've got this, a couple of three way switches for three amps, three cabs. And I guess you can load in the background, you can load up whatever you want those three to be. Yeah, I think probably through the secondary functions, you could access the other ones. Okay. Most Strymon pedals have secondary okay. controls. Um, I can't find it quickly. Uh, oh, side panel. That's oh, the headphone thing. Never mind. Um, I mean, there's a so, favorite button too, so. Yeah, so like you could have your rhythm tone be the AC30 and your lead tone be the Marshall um, Super Lead and swap between the two of them. And it's just kind of, it is the amplifier. So you can load all this and go direct front of house with a thing that looks like a guitar pedal. And I think it's just the idea, for me anyway, it's the idea that this thing looks normal that makes it like a big deal. 
Like I already get Wait, how this stuff works. So you keep saying you, you this is I mean? the amplifier. This has an amplifier in it. No, no, no. It's it's doing amp and cab modeling like an. Oh HX yeah, stop okay. Does. It's a it's, a, it's line saying, level. Yeah. It, right, but it is it's doing it in a way that resembles things for stupid guitar lizard brain people like myself. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> a, a drive, a bass, middle treble, and a level control. Yeah, so it feels yeah. very at home, and you can load it up with your own IRs, which a lot of people kind of curate collections of mm-hmm. IRs, I've noticed. Yeah. And you can have that go direct to front of house. You can go into your DAW. You can go to headphones. You can do whatever. So I just think it's really, um, like, it's one of those things where the tech for this keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and more impressive and more impressive. Yeah. So um, I think this is really, really, really smart. And if I didn't, if I was cautious about going into a modeling rig, this would be, I think, a really solid, uh, just kind of get your feet wet option. Mm-hmm. Just stepping in. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it, like you said, it doesn't have a ton of functionality. It's three amps, nine cabs, and it's like to choose from. It's not like you're running nine cabs. So I don't know. I think it just it's a little easier to get a grip on. If you're cautious about that kind of thing. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get that. So it's 400 bucks. <laughs> See, now that's, that's kind of a lot for... It is kind of a lot. You know, and I know However, it's like excellent quality and everything. Um, it, it's just... Let's look at some other Strymon pedals. Strymon is expensive. Strymon's expensive. Get, get in front but of like... If, it's $100 more than the Flint, for example. Mm-hmm. Or the mm-hmm. LCAP or... But I kind of I don't want to necessarily compare it to that. I I want to compare it to, yeah. like, um. I mean, well, like H- a, HX Stomp like is the same form factor, and and it's much, you know, it, everything this well, does and more, right? I mean, this doesn't do anything. Right. It is it is plenty more though. It's got way more amps, cabs, mics, mic control, um, and all those yeah. effects too. Well, that but that's what so, I'm saying. So four hundred dollars. Yeah. What is the the HX Stomp was. 600. Six, six, 600, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, is it, you know, 30% more features? It seemed, I don't know. Yeah, so, right, that's the thing. And obviously the Strymon stuff is going to be amazing. I don't doubt. I haven't listened to it yet, but I don't doubt that it sounds awesome. Yeah. But the Helix, it all sounds awesome now. You can't go wrong I know, it's tough. any of this stuff. Like, there's the, the UA aux thing the amp ox yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. that thing i mean that's that's another thing pretty similar to this um it's like an amp top box not a stomp box mm-hmm. but um essentially with this going on in it and it's i think they rely a, a little more on software control but um it's a similar thing it's like super high quality yeah. analog although actually now that i'm now that i'm recalling the the ox is a load box too <clears throat> excuse me Right. It um, is. So that's that is kind of a different animal. It's a different thing, but it's kind of like hmm, I was gonna say it's kind of like a two notes torpedo setup, but yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, it's just interesting. It's the form factor that's really blowing me away here, and that total crossing of worlds. Right. It's kind no, of the first no. pedal I've seen that does amp and cab IR stuff without a screen on it. Hmm. Um. And I just think that's going to be a lot easier to consume for a lot of traditional guitar players. Sure. Makes sense. What's what's the significance take. of Iridium? I don't know. It's the, um, it's the name of the club that Les Paul used to play at, but I don't think there's anything to do with that. <laughs> I don't think that. that's it. 
You think it has to do with um, uh, asteroids or something? Hmm. It's got stereo in, stereo out, uh, expression and MIDI out, USB, and then there's a little toggle switch on the back for mono, stereo, or some. Mm-hmm. And a headphone thing on the front. It's cool, man. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, cool. It's got a JFET front end. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's a good, yeah. it's a good pedal. Yeah. Cool. Um, any, any questions, guys? <laughs> uh, right, yeah. Um, I'm thinking yeah like well let's i i could, i should be checking in i should i should be doing uh, they've been they've been piping in obviously yeah which i i like a lot it's easy to become distracted and i one thing i i noticed that i want to be careful of is derailing what we're talking about to answer the chat immediately yeah without referencing where the question came from <laughs> <laughs> i know i definitely did that and then had to explain it later um i i think like uh i don't know but I I think we'll, we'll we'll settle into a rhythm, you know. If you yeah. say saying stuff about what we're talking about, and then we can kind of come like at the end and and say follow up with yeah. the, with the chat room I, and stuff like that. We'll get better at it. This is sort of a you could sort of think about this like it's our very first episode because truly we've never yes. done it with an um, audience before. I don't want. I'm not discouraging people from chatting. I definitely want you chatting because uh, it is cool to watch and it is cool to like have this community growing. I really really love it so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> hey, Derek, do you have that, um, Patreon list? I sure do, Justin. Actually, a uh, little administrative thing. Can you see that in our Google Drive, that list that I made? Oh, uh. There's a new document in there. I don't know. You probably, you must have done well, shared with everybody the other thing was shared with. I put it in the folder with the other thing. Is that not how we have it set up? Whatever. I'll do it later. Anyway. Oh, I do have uh, a folder. Let- Yep. No, wait. I don't see it. Okay. I have a I'll folder called later. Tone Control Docs, but it doesn't contain that. Okay. No sweat. I'll update that after. Okay. Uh, so anyway, we did mention it at the beginning of the show and many times throughout the show, uh, but we are now officially on Patreon. So for a dollar a month, you get a super cool shout out, uh, a virtual high five and a hug and even a low five if that's kind of your thing. Yeah. No two slows though. That's where we draw the line. Yeah, you will get you will get booted. Yeah, ban hammer. <laughs> uh, and if you, I'm going to steal the tone jerks line. If you really love what you're listening to, you can double down for two <laughs> bucks a month. Because I can't think of anything better to say. But for two bucks a month, you uh, get to join us in the live recording, like we've been mentioning this whole time. Yeah. So you get to chat with the folks in Discord in a private chat while we record the show. You can listen to us recording the show live, obviously. Uh, it's super, super cool. Uh, and beyond Patreon, Discord is open and free uh, for everyone who is a fan of the tone control. So come yeah, hang out there. There's plenty of unlocked channels on there. That, and, and the discussion, not when we're live, is totally not private. So... Totally not. Yeah. So uh, come hang out, talk about gear, send us pictures of your guitars and stuff. And it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So anyway, to thank the patrons, Steve Huffman, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Nick Greenwood, Kyle McIntyre, Jonas Sabatini, Eric Garibaldi, Doug Gann, Doug Christ, OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi. Thank you all (laughs) so much for contributing to our Patreon. Uh, It's really great. It's really, really great. 
Yes, thank you so much. We, I, I, I truly like. I'm not joking around when I say I'm a little overwhelmed because we, you should have heard when we were talking about this before we actually put it live. Like, you know, we, the idea of having a a, a Patreon for supporters was existent, but I didn't. We didn't want to do it before we had something that we could actually yeah. give, you know. And so when the Discord thing came and we realized we could do this with with uh, live chat and all this other stuff, having people here as an audience and stuff like that, I thought, oh, here now we found something. Um, I I hope somebody else thinks that's cool because I think it sounds kind of cool. And so far, it seems like everybody thinks it's really cool, and um, just a lot of support. We did not know what it was going to be like, and we're really. Um, pleased and it has fully surpassed any expectations we might have had so thank yeah, you so, so much yeah so at first we set it up well it started with we didn't want to do something like like the tone jerks do and many other podcasts do they release another episode yeah uh, that that is exclusive to patrons and we couldn't really increase our recording frequency so we didn't want to do that we don't have it in us to make more content <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so uh once this, like you said, once this became the option, it was like, oh, this is super cool. And I have not heard of any other podcast doing this kind of thing where we're kind of merging the live stream of like gaming yeah. or YouTubing or something like that or, uh, you know, combined with podcasting. So uh, I'm I'm really into it. And really, like, the only thing that this show has that costs us money is the dot com, mm-hmm. which we've mentioned before. And I was like, if we get one patron at one dollar a month for a year... <laughs> Like we're really, really close to like what <laughs> yeah. it costs for a dot com, <laughs> and that would be that would be just the best, you know. But here we are; we've got a whole bunch of people, yeah. and uh, really, every time I get an email from Patreon, they're like, "Welcome, so and so." I literally fist pump in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't control so, myself. So right when when you saw, each one of you when you signed up for Patreon, it sent us an email, and so you you buzzed in our butts, and we got to tell we got to have a, sh- a moment with you uh, while that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh the chat is popping off right now yeah uh, but i love it i love it i love it so definitely hang out i have discord open a lot during the day while i'm at work so it's there just kind of chit chat and water cooler talk um, yeah i just won't answer you if you if i can't answer you so. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, it, i i have yeah. no idea honestly what discord shows for my icon because it's sending me alerts like a lot throughout the day um sometimes it shows you as offline oh, okay so if i don't have the app physically open okay well never mind well, then. You, it also shows you on mobile so like if you open it on your phone there's a little <clears throat> yeah. phone icon next to you yeah um this is pretty cool because so, i see a bunch of phones right there so like these people are you know these uh people in the chat are able to listen live on their phones like wherever they are steve said he was still at work come on this is this is super cool i'm so excited yeah i like <laughs> that we have two dugs talking about making a channel called the dugout oh <laughs> 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 uh, it's so good anyway yeah uh, yeah if your name is doug join the chat because we need more dugs uh that's it Chan- that's channel show. created that's it. there a- it is guys the dugout <laughs> <laughs> already done. Asked and answered. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, is it private? <laughs> is it private for all Make it private for the jugs. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I, I don't know if I can even do that. Um. <laughs> I, I'd have to create. I'd have to create a special <laughs> role so that I'd have to create a special role just for Doug's. I think. <laughs> yeah. Can you apply multiple 
Um, yeah, you can be multiple, multiple roles. roles to be, yeah. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> oh God. Okay, uh, I'm not. I'm going to stop doing this live on the air. But the point is, <laughs> oh God, there's already chats happening in the dugout. <laughs> You know what it is? The fans are like seawater, right? Yeah. yeah. They'll just they'll eventually, they'll find their way through. They'll find their way in. They'll okay. tear it apart. Well, we better stop the show before uh, this goot's completely out of our hands and we lose control of our show completely. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, the dugs are going off the handle. This, Let's get out of here. Things are going crazy. All right. So anyway, thanks, everybody. This has our, been our first um, Discord episode, and I think it, it went pretty well. So thank you all. Anything else you want to say, Derek? No, I'm good. Um, Patreon.com slash the tone control. And then all the other stuff is still there. So yeah. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the website, the email, all that jazz. So yeah. do it. Find it. All right. Peace. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.